Blog Talk Radio. Have you noticed that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, is acting like a wimp? Yeah, I said it, and I believe it. I know it sounds counterintuitive. It's like, oh, Donald Trump, he's mean, see, so he does terrible things. Yeah, that's the showbiz part of it. But when it comes to the real running the government part of it, Donald Trump, President Trump, has been acting like a wimp. I don't think anybody else has noticed this, certainly not in the mass media, because they're so busy hating him that they're not understanding how he has been screwing up and it's his own fault. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to continue, but it means that so far it is amazing what kind of a wimp this guy has been as president. Let me explain. First, uh, welcome to One Dimitri Radio, uh, simulstream on blogtalkradio.com and on Facebook Live. It's great to have all my listeners, all my Facebook friends. Something very special today. This, uh, the simul stream will continue for uh, till 9.15. And then the uh, blog talk radio portion of the stream will end. But I'll continue to interact with you on Facebook Live if you have any questions or comments. And we can just do this, kind of like an after show kind of a thing, if you are interested in that. And again, there may not be anybody left by 9.15, so it'll just be the end of it. But um, I'm going to stay on the Facebook Live part of it. So if you have any questions or comments, we can interact here on Facebook Live. But right now, it's simulstream at blogtalkradio.com and all the hundreds of millions of listeners that I hope to have someday uh, listening to this. All right, now, Donald Trump, President Trump, is acting like a wimp. Why do I say this? Well, it's real simple. Because he is on the defensive. He is the most powerful man in the history of the human race, as is whoever happens to be president of the United States at the time. Because whoever is in the White House has nuclear weapons, and even Julius Caesar did not have nukes. So, yeah, whoever's in charge, the White, whoever's president, is the most powerful person in the history of the human race. And he has an incredible bully pulpit, that is, the White House, the platform, to share his thoughts with people and to convince people and do all sorts of, all sorts of things. And yet the president is on the defensive. He has a lot of opponents. There's no question. Of course, the Democrats and resist, 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 and all that. It's like, fine. But he also has a lot of Republicans, the establishment Republicans, those inside the Beltway, the never Trumpers, or with the hashtag, never Trump. That's my audio version of a hashtag. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Anyway, so they're the Never Trumpers. And, of course, there's another – he's fighting three battles, and he's losing at them. And the third one is the deep state. By the deep state, I mean the entrenched bureaucracy that's inside the Beltway, the civil servants who have been remarkably uncivil to the president. It's almost impossible to fire them uh, because, they're, well, they're protected by their, 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 their patrons in the government. And so you've got the deep state, which is primarily liberal Democrats, because that's where they live in D.C. And D.C. overwhelmingly, the population overwhelmingly, like 90, 95 percent of campaign donations from inside the Beltway goes, uh, the donations go to uh, liberal causes and the Democrat Party and, and progressives and all of that. So the deep state politically uh, is overwhelmingly liberal Democrat. Uh, the Democrats certainly are going to be opposed to Trump and everything that he did. They still have not forgiven him for defeating Hillary Clinton 
And also the establishment Republicans, the rhinos, R-I-N-O, Republicans in name only. You see them a lot on Fox News and also, um, you know, the Lindsey Grahams and the John Kasichs and the um, um, John McCain's, all of those people, and, and, and uh, Carl Rove. Uh, they're all the never-Trumpers. All of them are attacking President Trump, and shame on President Trump for losing to them. That's right. I blame President Trump. Because if you're the president of the United States and, and here's the important thing, and you know how to use the incredible power of that office, you should be having them, putting them on the defensive. But instead, they're putting the president on the defensive. This is really an indicator that President Donald Trump's great, supposed great strength, his ability to negotiate, is actually working against him. Um, it's working against him in a lot of different ways. First, he has been an utter failure so far when it comes to repealing and then replacing Obamacare. Remember, President Donald Trump, a candidate Donald Trump, his big selling point, well, there were a number, but one of them was he's a great negotiator. He wrote the art of the deal. Literally, he and his co-writer wrote the art of the deal. I read the book twice to figure out how this guy's mind uh, works. So his great negotiating skills are, you know, were going to be on display as president of the United States, and he was going to create great deals. Well, here he is as president of the United States, and his negotiating skills are so bad that he can't even negotiate with Republicans, his fellow Republicans, to even just repeal Obamacare, even though the Republicans in the House and the Senate had been promising us for six, seven years now oh, just vote us in, we're going to repeal Obamacare. Well, now that they're in, of course, they're not doing it. So where are the, first, shame on them because they're useless, but also where are the president's negotiating skills with this? He can't negotiate with his fellow Republicans to keep a promise they've been making for seven years. Try to wrap your ears around that concept. This is unbelievable. So I think this is an incredible indicator of how weak President Trump has been so far regarding uh, his um, negotiating skills. He can't even negotiate with Republicans to keep a promise they've been making for seven years. And then it gets even worse because with the the replacement with Obamacare was this monstrosity bill that nobody likes and that his negotiating skills there were also terrible. And he really worked at it. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, even uh, Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, United States Senator from Kentucky, the good Senator from Kentucky, uh, said that Donald President Trump uh, actually worked a lot to negotiate to try to pass this this budget, not even the budget, the uh, the Obamacare uh, replacement bill. He gave him a lot of credit because he was bringing up all the Republicans to the White House to to jawbone with them and lobby and schmooze and all this and all that. And President Donald Trump couldn't even get his fellow Republicans in the United States Senate to go along with this. The president's negotiating skills so far have been an abysmal failure. Has no one else noticed this? Because they're so busy looking at all his tweets and all the psychodrama going on, they've failed to notice the big picture here. His big strength negotiating, the art of the deal, has been an absolute, total, complete, humiliating failure. That's really bad, but you're the president of the United States, so why do I call him a wink? Well, for a number of reasons. I don't think President Donald Trump understand, truly understands how to use the power of the White House. 
for example. One of the things that former President Obama uh, did understand is how to use that power, specifically in giving speeches, in uh, talking to the American public from the White House. There is a halo effect of, of, from the Oval Office, from the White House, that it's just, you know, a lot of Americans think, oh, this is like, you know, uh, heaven and, 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 and this is like where God lives and all this. And it's like mystical power, not to me, but to a lot of people. It, it, it certainly does. President Donald Trump has done virtually none of that. He's been negotiating, which is his strength, you know, behind the scenes because he's a negotiator. He's failed at that. But he has not. This is really quite amazing. He has not taken his case to the American public other than the rallies, but not using the White House, not using the presidency, the bully pulpit, to get his message out. This is a huge failing on his part. He doesn't understand this, or he's afraid to use this, which makes him a wimp as far as I'm concerned. He, doesn't, he has done the negotiating mechanics He's failed at that, but he has done the mechanics. He's a negotiator. But he hasn't been using the power of the White House to help make his case. This is really quite a remarkable thing that the mass media has all but ignored. That's why you need me to help explain this to you. Also, uh, he has not used, he has not pulled the trigger on a number of things that he can do to destroy the deep state and also to put unreal pressure on the uh, uh, members of Congress. And that is this, and I'm amazed he hasn't done this yet. The members of Congress know that Obamacare is a horrendous failure. It's terrible. It's screwing all of us. And so they said, well, we're going to need to make an exception for ourselves. And so what they did, Republicans and Democrats, worked out a deal with President Obama, where Obama, because he has a pen and he's got a phone, uh, signed an executive order subsidizing all these friggin' politicians in Washington and their staffs so that Obamacare is not going to hurt them because they're being subsidized by you and worse being subsidized by me because Obama signed this thing. And again, it's Republicans and Democrats. President Donald Trump, if he was not a wimp, would simply go on national TV speaking to the American public saying, look, I tried negotiating with these people. It did not work. And so here's what I'm going to do. Here's the piece of paper that is going to end the subsidies for all of these politicians and all of their staffs inside the Beltway, and I'm going to sign this thing, and now they're going to be uh, having to deal with Obamacare the way you deal with Obamacare. There is an unreal power that the president has that he is not using, something else that the president has and he's not using, um, and that is to end the public unions that are controlling so much of our federal government, deep state. President Kennedy, one of the things that he did with an executive order, he said it was essentially okay for government employees, federal government employees, to unionize. And nobody thought of it much at the time, but it turned out to be this incredibly powerful, wonderful thing for public sector unions. It's like, okay, now we can unionize federal workers, and that's all the deep state. And so what President Trump could do, again, with the signature, you know, just with the stroke of a a pen stroke, he could end that John Kennedy thing to end uh, unionizing of the public, or, um, public workers, the federal government workers. By doing that, he also could do another thing, and that is to say that right now the deep state, they're essentially lawsuit proof. You can't sue these people when they screw up like you can sue normal people when they screw up. If the president really wanted to, he could sign an executive order saying that now it is okay to sue 
government bureaucrats whenever they screw you over. And then we can fight it out in court whether he has the legal authority to do that. But that alone, just putting that on the table and ending public sector unions in the federal government and ending the subsidies for Obamacare for all these, 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 these congressmen, all of this stuff, and using the bully pulpit to make his case to the American public, if he would be doing those things, if he would just stop acting like a wimp and start acting like a God-blessed leader in the White House, it would put unreal pressure on the Democrats, on the deep state, and also on the never Republicans. And one more thing, he should be demanding a second special prosecutor to go after all of, everyone in Washington who has been involved with Russia. Not just Russia with the election, this guy Mueller, who's out to get him. I mean, we all know that. But President Trump should double down and get a second special prosecutor to go after everyone who's been involved with Russia in any way, which would mean not only Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, but also Mueller, because Mueller was part of that whole Clinton thing, and he was involved in that Iranian deal. Again, the president, if he was acting like a leader, somebody who had balls and knew how to use them, would be taking the offensive, having a second special prosecutor going after Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and anyone connected with Russia, which would include an awful lot of Democrats, as well as some never Republicans, which would cause, or never Trumpers, which would cause them to lose their minds and also put on real pressure on Mueller and, and his team. He also could be uh, ending the uh, unionization of federal workers. Um, he would be uh, uh, allowing us to sue bureaucrats, federal bureaucrats. I would put the fear of God into them. Um, he would be uh, having a, a broadcast directly to the American people saying, hey, we're going to end all these subsidies for all of these congressmen and all their staffs and everything and, uh, for Obamacare, and now they're going to be suffering the way you and I have been suffering regarding Obamacare. He can do all of these things right now, today, with a stroke of a pen and just going on TV. That's what leadership is all about. That's what being a tough guy is all about. And yet he's acting like a wimp. He's acting in a way like a negotiator. Negotiators, remember, they typically don't do stuff in public. They negotiate in private. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they float some stuff out there in public to help with their private negotiating. And that's what Trump actually has done and has failed. What he has not done is use the incredible power of the White House to make all of these changes, to put unreal pressure, to put the deep state on the defensive, to put the never Trumpers on the defensive, to put the Democrats on the defensive, to put Mueller on the defensive. That's what he should be doing, taking the fight to them. The guy's acting like a wimp. Please share this with everyone you know, because nobody else in the mass media is, is, is talking about this. Please share this with everyone. Thank you for listening to the um, uh, portion of the uh, stream, uh, live well, the stream, of course on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, now, this part is just for my Facebook Live friends. If you have any question or comment and you'd like to interact with me, now's the time to do so. I appreciate all this, the smiley faces and emojis. Most of the emojis that I get with Facebook Live are like anger ones. If there was an emoji that was like the middle finger, my guess is I'd be getting that more than anything else, and not just from my wife. I mean like from total strangers. So let's see who we have here. We've got Sebastian Campos. Whatever happened to LGBT? No, no, I agree. But the media will always get on this and never let it end. Uh, that's true. Uh, the way the, the mass media is not even journalism anymore. It's simply activists 
who claim to be journalists. Uh, that's what they do. And this whole thing with the LGBT, BOT, all the, the consonants, you know, regarding not the heterosexuals, not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, they're obsessed with this. They're absolutely obsessed with this. Even though it's like one half or 1% of the population might be transgender, trans-neutral, trans-fats, whatever the tranny thing is, um, but they lose their minds over this because, again, they're activists. They're not journalists, and that's all there is, that's all there is to it. Uh, Sebastian Campos, Dimitri, would you ever get involved with Young uh, Americans for Liberty at uh, Peters Township High School? Um, uh, I'm a libertarian, and I'll do whatever I can to help the libertarian cause. If uh, Young Americans for Liberty is more of a Republican group, again, I'd have to, you know, I'll, 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 I, my whole thing isn't, uh, labels like um, or personalities. For example, what do you think of President Trump? Uh, my answer is always the same, whether it's that or President Obama or Bush, I would say, regarding which issue. Tell me which issue we're talking about, because I don't care about their personalities. They can be the nicest people in the world and be the worst presidents in the world. Jimmy Carter, by all accounts, a decent human being, by all accounts, a terrible president. Tell me what issues we're talking about. Are we talking about uh, legalizing all drugs? Yes, I'm completely on board with that. So we can go back to the way it's been throughout most of this nation's history where people were allowed, adults were allowed to use whatever drugs they want. Is it uh, ending all vice laws so that adults can live their lives as they wish? Uh, ending the war on drugs, ending the war on gambling, ending the war on alcohol, ending the war on tobacco, ending the war on paid sex, ending the war on guns. So adults can live their lives as they wish, as long as they don't harm other people. Yeah, I'm all on board for that. Ending most of the victimless crime laws. Yes, I'm on board with that. Ending all the insane militarism throughout the world that this country has been involved in. Yes, I'm on board with that. So it depends on the issue. It depends on the issue. What exactly are you trying to do? Um, any president, I can agree with him on certain points and disagree with him on other points. And how I feel about him as a person is actually irrelevant. He could be the most horrible human being in the world, but if he does things that I agree with, then I'm fine with that. Uh, in fact, Richard Nixon is a great example. Uh, by all accounts, uh, a very unpleasant human being. One of the good things, and a few good things he did, is he listened to Milton Friedman, my uh, beloved libertarian uh, uh, economist, won the Nobel Prize for economics. Milton Friedman, brilliant guy. Uh, Milton Friedman convinced him to end um, uh, the draft, that to make it a volunteer army so that no one would be drafted again, thank God, because to me that's just slavery, indentured servitude. It's unbelievable. And Milton Friedman convinced uh, uh, President Nixon to go to a volunteer army. Thank you, Milton Friedman. Um, so on that issue, uh, President Nixon did the right thing, even though he is was a, he was a terrible person. Um, uh, Lyndon Johnson, by all accounts, a horrible human being, just an absolutely horrible human being. I'm sure he did a lot of good things, you know, specific issues. And so I'd need to pick out, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are many. Again, he could be a horrible human being, but still be a, um, um, you know, still have done good things. Uh, let's see, why is basically what uh, Paul's Amash and uh, Massey group believes in. Well, there are differences with uh, Ron Paul and Justin Amash and Massey. Again, it depends on the issue. If there's some task, if there's some specific thing 
that they want to do at Peters Township High School. And by the way, the school board, again, it's run by, you know, politicians wanting to build a new high school in Peters Township. It's just a disgrace, a waste of taxpayers' money. It makes me nuts. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Dennis uh, has joined. Uh, other questions? Now's the time. Dimitri, would you ever get involved? Okay, we did that one. Let me see here. I'm trying to scroll down here. I didn't know the, uh, okay, Bo is saying, that I didn't know the military was like the LGBTQ, whatever community, pretty sure we have thick skin in the military. Most still agree with that message. Okay, fine. Uh, common sense. Uh, Sebastian, people on the side say things like, okay. See anybody else asking? Maureen, uh, they would all be bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> Maureen uh, Martini, lovely, lovely lady. Uh, Martini is, you know, the drink. Make sure you follow her. She is a hoot. I really, really like her. Uh, Sam Cox just shared your video. Let them know you appreciate it. Great. Yeah, by all means, uh, please uh, share this with anyone and uh, everyone, uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter, everywhere else. Because, again, nobody else is talking about this. Nobody else in the mass media. I look at things differently. I look at data and I process things differently than most people. I mean, everybody will tell you that. doesn't mean that, that it's better or worse. It simply means that Dimitri is different, way different. And I'll bring you perspectives you don't get anywhere else. Now, you might agree with them. You might disagree with them. Fine. That's no problem. But when you get my perspectives, chances are nobody else has spoken with you about them at all. So, Okay, uh, last call. Do you have any other questions or uh, comments? Cecilia has joined us and Jay has joined us. Okay, that's terrific. Questions or comments, now is your chance. So type them, uh, Facebook Live. Again, uh, share this. Follow me. Uh, ask people to follow me on Facebook Live. I'm maxed out with friends at 5,000, um, uh, so, but you can follow me. Anybody can follow me. So by all means, please do so. Ask others to do that. Again, if, especially if you want a different perspective. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it. It would be nice if you did. But if you don't agree with it, that just means you have room to grow as a person. In any event, I will give you stuff. I will give you perspectives you don't get anywhere else. And I'll back it up with facts. And this is a good example today saying that President Trump is acting like a wimp. Amazing as it sounds. Like, oh, that can't possibly be. He's mean. He's rough. Yeah, but he's not, act, he's not using the power of the presidency to, to, to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, which is really remarkable. And the best evidence of that is He's on the defensive. Everybody will tell you he's on the defensive, and he shouldn't be. As president, he should be putting everybody else on the defensive, and he can do that, as I pointed out earlier in this stream, in this uh, cast, and I don't understand why he's not doing it. He's acting like a wimp. He doesn't have to. Uh, James Swift, Dimitri, uh, you can't hold a candle to President Trump's butt. Uh, you search for controversy so that you have something to talk about. Well, first off, I would not hold a candle to President Trump's butt. That's disgusting beyond belief. But what I am saying is true, is accurate. He is not using the power of the presidency at all. I gave you specific examples. I want you to read what James Swift wrote. He's a good guy, but he's wrong uh, on this issue. And just listen to what I suggested, specific, concrete examples that anybody would have to admit, oh, my God, this would be awful for the, for the never-Trumpers and the Democrats and the deep state. Damn right it would be awful. If you're the president, you want to make it awful for them because they're making it awful for you. And he's not doing it. So I stand by my suggestions. Tell me where I'm wrong. If you can find one thing that I've said that, that is wrong, that is actually wrong, tell me. 
And if I have made a mistake, I'll, I'll be happy to admit it, but I don't think I have. And, you know, it, it, it's not that I'm thinking that Trump is a bad person or a good person. That's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I think um, um, Obama is a bad person or a good person or Bush a bad person or a good person. It's irrelevant. The only thing that matters is what are they doing. And in terms of politics, what President Trump is not doing says to me he's acting like a wimp because he could be doing these things that I just suggested that nobody else, as far as I'm aware of, has brought up as part of a game plan, a master game plan to, to finally put your political opponents in the defensive. You're getting it here nowhere else. I mean, that's all there's, that's all there's to it. Anyway, um, so let's see how much time we have left here. Not too much. Uh, you know what the phrase means. It doesn't mean you hold a candle. Trump has his way regardless of what you think. Uh, James has think in quotes, sort of kind of inferring that maybe I don't think, but I do think in strange ways, but I do think. So no, James, I do think. I'm thinking like all the time. This, this brain, is this where the brain is or is it over here? It's somewhere above my ears, I think. Um, it's always working in strange ways, but it's always working. Anyway, um, bottom line is Trump has failed. Trump has failed to do what he promised he would do, repeal Obamacare, replace Obamacare, negotiate great deals. He, try to wrap your mind around this, even especially if you're a Trump supporter. President Trump has failed to negotiate with his fellow Republicans to repeal Obamacare, something the Republicans have been promising for seven years. Can you think of a bigger Failure as a negotiator, mind you. Now, you're the president. You're this great you know, deal maker and all that, the art of the deal. Can you name a bigger failure that President Trump could have, uh, could have uh, done? That's, an, that's a humiliating failure. And, um, and it's, it just amazes me that so many people, even his detractors, aren't pointing out Trump has been a failure at the thing that he's supposed to be best at, and that is negotiating. Because everybody is focusing on the, the, the sizzle and not the steak about all the, the tweets and all the people he's hiring and firing and all the intrigue going on inside the White House. And, and Trump wants you to focus on that because otherwise you'd be focusing on this humiliating failure, his inability to negotiate, which was supposed to be his strength. So far, that's the story. Ah, there's Thespin. She's, well, oh, we've got to get together for coffee. She just, I forgot. Uh, get together in Mount Lebanon, maybe uptown coffee shop, get, have coffee, get caught up. That's been extremely helpful with the Kickstarter campaign to get this thing going. Uh, wonderful, lovely, sweet, uh, sweet lady. Uh, James, typical mainstream media brainwashed buffoon, leftist liberal, quote, opinion, focus on your manufactured negative lies because mainstream media has told you to. James has lost his mind tonight, uh, this morning. I'm sorry, he has simply lost his mind. A good man, a good man, but he has lost his mind. First off, I am anything but mainstream media. The mass media, nobody is. Name another person who went through this list of things the president should be doing and has not done. Name somebody else who says that President Trump is acting like a wimp. Nobody else is doing this. Absolutely nobody else is doing this. I stand by everything I said because it is true. You can disagree with it. That's fine. By the way, I think Obamacare should be repealed. I think the Republicans should keep their word. And I think it should be replaced by a free market, not bailouts for the insurance companies, which is what the Republicans want to do now. One of the dirty little secrets here of this negotiating and all that 
with the re- uh, replacement of Obamacare is they want, to, they want to subsidize the insurance companies. The Republicans want to subsidize the insurance companies. They're not talking about, oh, we can get insurance anywhere all across the borders, different states, this, that, all the stuff they talked about in the, in the, in the uh, campaigns. No, no, no. But now they're talking about in, uh, subsidizing insurance companies. The Republicans, just like the Democrats. Gee, it's almost as if they're like the same party. Who would have thought? So, yeah, I'm going to hold them accountable, and that's all there's uh, to it. Uh, they name something that Trump has done that is good. He's uh, using the executive power, um, which I wish he would go through Congress, but using the executive power apparently has repealed. He and his administration are repealing many, many regulations. Um, and if, if, in, if these reports are true, and I believe they are, that's a very, very good thing. No question about it. Absolutely no question about it. Um, so good for him on that. And also he has stopped the funding of our allies in Syria in this insane war where they're on our good guys. So that's another very good thing that President Trump has done. Again, it's his actions, anyone's actions. I don't care if Trump is the nicest guy in the world, the worst guy in the world, or somewhere in between. Ditto for Obama and Bush and everybody else. I don't care what kind of people they are. I care what they do. These are two things that Trump has done that I completely agree with. Any libertarian would agree with them. And they're very good things, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. No question. Gary has joined us. That is great. Uh, so I guess we're about done here. Another 15 minutes uh, we did. Uh, so first half was the simul stream with blogtalkradio.com live, and then this half with the um, Facebook Live comments. Do it again uh, tomorrow. Yes, I'll be in Pittsburgh this afternoon, the South Hills. Got to see a, a doctor about my, my, my body's falling apart is what it is. And so I got to do that. Also, thank you to everyone uh, on PCNC. I was on again Friday evening on Happy Hour with Ellis Cannon, who's a wonderful host, a wonderful person. And the whole staff is just great. And the, the panelists, oh, my God, Olivia Benson and Victoria Cush were just mwah, just a wonderful, wonderful, one of the best, maybe the best, uh, certainly one of the best happy hours ever in the history of broadcast. 